Hello, welcome to Big Mood. Hello. It's a mood and we are big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Personalities. Our personalities are big. Yeah. yeah. Our personalities are big, okay, Bucko? <laughs> but my, my body's not big where it counts. Fuck sucks. I got, I know, I right? got a decently sized big behind. How about you that? You do. You sure yeah. do. Hey, I wish I could do. take like uh, any arm fat and put it into my boobs. Like, Dude, any, seriously, just, <laughs> I'm so I'm such a master love, of growing back here. Yeah, for me, it's my here. butt. I want that butt. Put in that butt. I want both of your guys' butts. Mm-hmm. Put together, together, like stack oh, them, geez, one on each wow. cheek, <laughs> <laughs> one butt per cheek. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a cheek from each, and then we'll share it amongst me and Tiff. Yeah, oh, split it up, mix and match, match. Yeah. mix and match. <laughs> or like sure. we could just combine bodies because you got each one of you got boobs, and then we. Got oh yeah, the oh yeah, we yeah. have no two right. girls and two butt girls. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're, we're, like, we're talking about Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't even think about the head part. Yeah, no, no one cares about the head part. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, we wanted to talk today about shit that we would tell ourselves in high school or 20s era, you know. Yeah. When we were young, Absolutely. you know, when we were young. What we would learn, what we learned now to impart wisdom-wise onto our younger selves in different areas. Because I feel like that's the majority of questions that we get asked is like. Imagine if you can just like go through a timeline and just be like, and tell yourself, don't date that one. Don't date that one. Oh like, my God, don't date that one. I'd be like, uh, well, that one's got a good dick. So like a couple nights. <laughs> yeah. Don't skip that one. <laughs> you know. Just experience. Just experience there. Yeah. We were actually talking about this over the weekend. Um, Tiff was saying something like if uh, you could get a preview into what your relationship would look like while you're dating that guy. If you could kind of see a preview trailer of what it was going to look like, would you still, or would you want to do that? Or would you still date them? My answer was I would not want to see that trailer because I would probably say no to most of the relationships that I've had, but actually going through those relationships made me who I am today. So I would still do everything in my life the same exact way. And I'm going to start my advice with that. But it would be nice to like know how to deal with things throughout exactly. life a little better. Right. Right. That's actually yeah. exactly what I was thinking coming into this video, like this episode. I'm like, honestly, I wouldn't give myself advice in terms of like what not to do or like change certain events of my life. Cause I like, even like the shittiest of the shittiest events in my life, like it just has molded me to be who I am. But I think for me, the advice I would give my younger self is more like, internally like self-love like be kinder Mm -hmm. to yourself and like like just like walk by the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful because I was fucking mean in my head I was like the meanest person ever to myself and if I had that small shift like I I think I would have turned out to be a lot different but even that stuff doesn't it make you a little bit more empathetic towards Mm -hmm. you know people you kind of get why they feel that way or how and then it's you know even that stuff I feel like has helped me relate to people and like yeah. give them advice. I'm the same way. I, I really, I tried to live my whole life without any regrets. Um, there are different things that I would tell myself advice wise, but as far as changing anything, I wouldn't, um, when it comes to relationships specifically, I think that I almost feel bad for people that found a good relationship right away because yeah. they, they don't, fully appreciate or at least the ones I've met don't seem to fully appreciate it and they'll bitch about little things that really I don't think are that big of a deal mm-hmm. um and so I am glad that uh as shitty as some of the relationships have been that Steve and I went through those before me like getting together because it only made us so much more grateful and so much more like knowing like I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that's the one and I think that's I wouldn't have known had I not yeah, had those other relationships. Exactly. Yeah, I just wish everyone came. God damn it. Shit, my legs doing that tingly thing. I just wish everyone <laughs> came. Your restless leg syndrome. Oh, you know, like it's like pins and needles. Just going numb. Steve always calls numb. it his disease. Because I always say that restless leg syndrome doesn't exist. And I it belittle him. It does exist. I know Nikki. it does. I, there's commercials about it. Okay. But I like, to, I like to belittle him. And I like to invalidate his experience. <laughs> I have it too, okay? I have restless leg syndrome too. It is a very serious That's condition. not real. This is it's not real. Very, it's very trying. They made it, it up for the drugs, Jess. <laughs> I, I don't even take make any money. drugs. I don't take any drugs. See, you're, you're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And he calls me a bully. I was saying. And I'm like, I wish, right. I wish that every person that you met came with like a Carfax report. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's salvaged like, I mean, <laughs> that'd be dope like, but also also huh? though is that fair if for the ones that have changed then they gotta fucking no, no like, I mean, it's, like it's like an extensive update. yeah an updated like you can google it like don't don't talk to this bitch she lied to her friends like two months ago or like don't date this guy he punches people in the face as of a week ago you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah there's like a date zero days since last punch yeah. in the yeah. face oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since last incident. You have to wear a sign around your neck. Four days since last sharded pants. Like, oh, I don't want to date a sharder. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I think I could put up with a sharder. They have some sense of humor. I could deal with it. Yeah, I've dated one once. It was the best. I think that's what I would tell my former self is just like, learn what is the most of value in a relationship to you? Mm. Like, what do you personally value the most? Yeah. And then don't settle because, you know, some people, for me, it's like sense of humor and, um, you know, stimulating conversation and good sex. Um, but you know, like you could be broke as fuck. And some people, they like financial mm-hmm. security or something like that, but they don't really care if you have a personality. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know. Gina, that's violent. Some people like she to be like, fisted in all orifices. Of fisting a butthole or something. Don't Gina, don't jazz. settle. Don't you dare settle. You find someone that fists you good. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what I would have told my younger self? Save your money. <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I, if I could change anything, it would be that I would waste way less money. I mean, yeah. guys, if you're like in your early 20s, don't buy the brand new car, buy the used car. Don't yeah. spend all that you make. I regret that. I, I, that is my one regret in life. I, still, I fucking blasted through money, dude. Oh, I still refuse to buy a new car. Like, I'm still driving my cute little, um, like, I still lease a cute little Civic because cars are just like a fucking... It's a it's, like a it's a statement, you know, like it's just to show off to other people. And the moment it leaves the fucking lot, it uh, depreciates in value. Rarely, unless it's like a collector car or whatever, never, ever, ever appreciates in value. I'd rather save that and like get a house or something like that. The first time, so I'm really glad that I grew up and learned how to be broke on my own and struggled with bills on my own because it makes you like appreciate your money more. But... The first time I started like making money was when I was like 27. When I was like, oh my God, this is the most money I've ever made ever. And I fucking blew it all. Yep. I traveled everywhere. Like, I don't regret the travels. I had so much fun. I made so many memories, which is great. But then after that, I was just like, fuck. Like, and then like that source of income, um, it was like through advertising and all that stuff kind of like went away because they weren't doing advertisements anymore. And then I was like, fuck. Now I'm broke. Yeah. It's like the lottery syndrome. You had a bunch of money and you blew it all. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't learn money management before you get money, it's going to go away. Did you know what it is for me, though? Like the most like for me, the the regret factor when it comes to finances, it's not even like necessarily what I bought. It was mainly the fact that I purchased things that I didn't really want because I was trying to save a penny, which ended up being more of a waste. Mm. That has been my biggest regret. Like if I could go back in time and be like, just save up for the quality shit because it's going to last you longer. You're going to love it. You're going to like be so happy with it. And it's it's literally going to bring joy because for me instead, I would buy things where I'm like, oh, like I really want that thing. But you know what? I'll settle for this cheaper version. It's still going to do the job and fuck it. It'll be fine. But then as I have this cheaper thing, I'm constantly hating it because I'm like, oh, it's like not what I wanted. It just ends up being a big, gigantic waste of money. Mm -hmm. So So now that I'm like, I'm like on like wave two making money again, I'm, I'm, I'm saving like an old Asian man. Yeah. That's great. Like 99% of my paycheck goes into my savings. Good. But I've also learned throughout life that, well, personally for me, I learned that um, time is money and you can always make money, but you'll never be able to, you know, take back time or make time Mm -hmm. or anything. So if I can save time by like paying someone else to do something that I really, really hate so I can have the time to myself and do what I want to do, then I'll definitely indulge in that. And you can actually use that time to make more money too, if you Mm -hmm. wanted to. Or nap Um, and play Animal Crossing, whatever. 
Right, right, right. Same. Switch it, switch it <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest regret in that department, and I, and again, I try not to have any, but like when I was young, like eighteen, I learned all these money management principles. I learned how to manage money right. I was doing it correctly, and I was like, I'm gonna be a millionaire by thirty because I Everyone learned about compounding. Be I know. I, I was actually like on the. I was like compounding interest. Yeah. I like, I like so- invested in stocks. I tripled my money within a few months. Like I was, wow. you know, yeah, I was like really I was reading everything I I thought I had it under control I was even operating as an independent contractor because I read all about avoiding income tax and or at least like lowering it as much as possible Mm -hmm. because that's really what keeps people poor is fucking income tax w2 wages yeah uh if you can get get on that 1099 life and put away your money like you're gonna have to set aside a lot for taxes but pay yourself first pay yourself at least 10 percent of your money before you give it to any bills or any loans or anything like that um before you spend it on shopping or anything then invest that savings in uh you know split it up in long-term investments and then also having like a high yield savings account for liquidity but i was doing all that and then I life fucking happened and breakups happened where like you were splitting the bills 50 50 and now all of a sudden you got to cover the whole cost. And I was like, ah, shit. And so I ended up pulling out all of that money from the I the IRA that I had started and you get penalized for pulling it out early. Yeah. And then you I also spent it all because on rent, like on like survival stuff. But yeah. um, it took a while to de- redevelop those habits. And of course, when you shave off all those years of like that, that I had already put in, you can't just pick back up at the place you left off because it doesn't compound that way. So I'm like starting all over again too, Gina. I feel yeah, you. The biggest <laughs> thing that I had no idea about or cared about when I was 20. So let's just say like, you know, that's almost 13 years ago. Jesus Christ. I know. Um, <laughs> Don't do math. Uh, <laughs> when I was 20. Wow. Um, is, is the concept of fuck you money. So not being a slave to the job that you're in or to the relationship that you're in or whatever it is. Like when you're in your thirties now, it's kind of like, you want to be able to say, this is my life and I'm in control of it. So I don't have to keep this job if I don't want it. I don't have to keep this relationship if I don't want it. And there's been times where I've kind of put myself in a position where, oh, I got my first accounting job where I started making a lot of money. I like bought a new car. I bought all this furniture on credit. So I basically had like all these loans that I had to pay every month and I could not quit my job. And I hated my very first boss. He was such a fucking asshole. He made my life a living hell. And I, I didn't have fuck you money. I didn't have anything in, in the savings account because all I was just so overloaded with debt immediately that I couldn't fucking leave that job. And then, or say a relationship, Uh, if you're not able to afford anything and you're kind of stuck in the relationship and you don't really have anything and you can't get out of it, it's like, you want to have fuck you money so you can do whatever you want. My 20 year old self had no concept of that. She just said, well, let's just ring up all the debt. I'll be rich when I'm 30. I'll pay it all off. It's fine. (laughs) it's not it's not fine save your money yeah or that and student loans man a lot of people are feeling that uh being like you know that's an investment you think you're you know the old way the old system was Mm -hmm. you go to college you and that's that investment's going to pay off because you're going to get a job that's going to pay off those loans and then you'll be making a much better income but that's just not how the system works anymore work the way you think it will yeah. You get yeah. fucked with that. That's the thing. Like sometimes I'm like, oh man, I kind of wish I went to college. But then I see everyone struggling with student loans. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm a huge fan of learning, a, a lifelong too, learning, just, education. Be reading books. Be all constantly learning, constantly curious. So much but, you know, <laughs> education nowadays. You know what are you free. doing? What, what is happening? I'm on the floor, so I gotta is, <laughs> get a pillow and you sit on it. You cannot do the girl. Get your ass on the. You better fucking sit up. Better get up. You (laughs) my leg without like standing up and showing you guys that I'm wearing boxers underneath. Do the Japanese kneel. Oh god, this is so fucking out. Gina, you're a mess. I am. Did you get fucked in the ass? Tell us us the truth. Did you get (laughs) fucked in the ass? I don't like anal. I think okay, 40 year old Gina needs to come and talk to 30 year old yeah. Gina right now. Oh, yeah. What is 40 year old Gina going to Get your shit you? together. Well, <laughs> get your shit together. Uh, so fucking funny. credit, though. We've done an episode on credit before on Hey Bitch. I would have um, told my younger self, do not trust him. He will not 
pay off that fucking credit card bill and you will be stuck with it and it's going to be a negative mark on your credit report for years to come girl don't oh my gosh dang (laughs) that's the girl that has the highest credit score oh yeah (laughs) that is me (laughs) oh that's right you do that is what i never fucked with when i was younger it was so i'm really proud i've never actually been in debt ever no way the only debt I've ever had is like when I lease my car and I just have to pay that off, whatever. That's fine. Um, but I'm really proud because I, when I was younger, see here, this is where ignorance is bliss. I'm telling you guys this right now. I didn't understand credit cards until I was like 20, mm-hmm. maybe 21. That's still and young. Then, yeah. That's still pretty young, right? And then, so I was just like, the, the, the concept of it was like, I don't want to use money that I don't have. That makes no sense. So I was always scared of it. And then my friend always told me like, bro, like you, you need to build credit. And that's how I got a credit card. But um, before that, I never had one. So I never like spent any credit and had to pay anything back. But also I was lucky I had a co-signer for my first car and I just paid everything off. So when I opened up a credit card, they're like, oh, you have like decent credit. I'm like, from fucking where? Like I didn't know I had credit. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the one thing though. That I'm really proud of. I, I I stayed out of debt. I never had debt ever. Do you have a credit card now? I do. I have a couple. Okay, okay good. Yeah, because yeah, you do need... That's the whole freaking catch-22 of it all because mm-hmm. you you need credit card to build credit because having no credit is not good either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we did an episode on it, so listen to that episode. But um, once you learn that system, you can actually use it to your advantage and uh, get a lot of free shit um, mm-hmm. by just like putting things that you would normally spend your cash on anyway, like your groceries, gas, utilities, things that like you're already paying for, put it on the credit card, pay it right away. Mm-hmm. And then you exactly. get collect some points, go to places for free. Mm-hmm. True. That's what I've been doing too. Like I, I, I rarely put anything on my debit card anymore. Everything just goes on my credit card. And then at the end, I just look at all my points. Like, Ooh, look at everything that I have. <laughs> all proud of it. Like Sephora points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never use my points either. And I'm like, I should probably use these. There's a lot. Usually yours expire. Traveling. Plane tickets. Not, not on my credit card. They don't expire. But oh, one of my credit cards, the rewards expires at the end of each year. Whack. So, yeah. Also, get you. what about like the smaller things that you would tell yourself? Like, stop well, plucking your eyebrows actually, so thin. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Stop plucking your eyebrows so thin. <laughs> that was me, dude. I have the fucking chola eyebrows. Don't follow any trends. If it's a trend that's going to leave a la- long lasting effect on your face. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. fucking do it. Well, all the yeah. girls now are following the fillers trend and that's going to leave a permanent. That's that's true. That, that's going to be their thin eyebrow. Bro, <laughs> like if they get it wrong, they look so old. I know. They go from yeah. looking 16 to like 35 instantly. Like, it's because the their face is still uh, like developing. developing. Your, your yeah. face is still developing. And they put too much and they turn into like a pillow face. Like it's just, it's all face. puffy and it's weird. That's like a Dude. fine, like there's a, like there's like, there's like a sweet spot where you put a little bit so it looks good. But if you pass that, it's just like, oh, that's really bad. No, for me, I think the beauty tip I'd give myself is like, look, Tiffany, I know, I fucking know. You're too lazy for this. I get it. But please, older Tiff would love you even more if you just fucking remove your makeup every night. Oh, so no. Do that. Same, Tiff. Oh, girl, Tiff. I would literally Same. kick on makeup. Like, yeah, it was nasty. It was fucking nasty. It's that. And the other thing that I'd like beg my younger self is please, please, please. Please wear sunscreen. Yes, today. sunscreen. I was. That's what I was gonna Thank say. Thank you. I have so many sunspots now. And I'm here, like, because like, your chest is like one of the first things to wrinkle. Your hands and your chest. Yep. And I did not wear sunscreen because I was like, yeah. I don't get sunburnt, so I don't Face, need it. <laughs> chest, hands, neck. Those are the four things that are gonna give away your age immediately, and it gets yeah. fucked by the sun. You better get and all that sunscreen. I keep telling people all the time. Like everyone asks me, Gina, what's your skincare routine? I'm like, dude, the first thing you need to worry about is just putting on sunscreen. And like, mm-hmm. even you, you have to wear it even when you're in the house and you don't yep. go out. Because the, they're oh, really? blue screen from your your computer. Um, you need certain SPF to block that blue blue oh, screen sure, stuff. I don't do that. I'm, I don't I mean, do that. Oh, guys, the check most out Irish skin, and I don't even. I'm like, I don't give a damn. Not, not sponsored, but <laughs> Super Goop. Oh my god, Super Goop has the best I SPF products. That was they're the expensive so sunscreen that I was like getting mad at. Worth it. 
Oh, okay, so well, you used I that on his body? Guys, yes, you guys, the whole bottle the, was gone. Get the Korean or, or Japanese ones, because you know how they're fucking crazy about their sunscreens and their skincare and stuff? I've been, I, I literally have like eight bottles. It's Korean. <laughs> how do you know what to buy? I'll tell you, you ask me. Hello? Okay, <laughs> I'll ask you. I have like a fucking whole collection of sunscreen. I buy like eight at a time. And then I just found recently found like this tinted one too. That's really good too. I'm crazy. Dude, that one time when we all went on a trip and it was we were all hanging out by the pool and yeah. some of us got sunburnt. Like I, I noticed that my my body got a little bit burnt because I, I was trying to tan, but my face stayed perfectly fine. Dang oh, nice. really? Yeah, it's because of that. I'm telling you, man, I got your sunscreen needs. Dang, and Dude, that yeah, another and thing too. Vitamins. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, vitamins. vitamins. Well, okay, I did not realize that it affects your mental state too. Like it's not just yeah. your body or whatever. Because when you're young, you're like, I don't fucking care. I, don't, I just eat triskets and I fucking party, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just, just square Nikki. Everyone's so, eating McDonald's yeah. and like <laughs> fucking shitty. She's like, I'm over here eating triscuits. <laughs> so that's my healthy food. Right? Oh shit. That is well. <laughs> that's what moms offer to you when you come over after school. Yeah, I needed it to feel like home. <laughs> that's cute. Dude, but, no, yeah, for me, I would no always, always rub the shit out of or like around my eyes, like because re- I, for some reason, I had an idea that if I scrubbed hard enough, the darkness under my dark circles will go away. Oh no! And it would just like my entire like the skin all around my eyes. It's like little like super thin, very like ball skin. <laughs> yeah, that's the most yeah. sensitive things part of your face. Okay, Nikki. When it comes to vitamins, what what were the huge benefits that you felt? Okay, so for me personally, and I can't speak for everyone on this, but I was chronically deficient in vitamin D and B and and B6. I I am currently deficient in vitamin D. And so I found out that like, because I was going running every day, like in the sun for 30 minutes a day. Like I was like, how the hell am I still deficient? And I was I was even taking supplements. And I found out that my birth control was blocking absorption, or at least that's what I think it is, because that was the one variable. When I got off birth control, I stopped being chronically deficient in it. And it improved, like for me, it was mood swings. I could not, like I'd be fine for, like when I woke up, I was fine and everything was happy. And then it would just dip into like fucking craziness and I had no control at all. And like, I still get waves of that for sure, like hormonally and like sometimes um, just general depression. But this was like crazy. Like every day was like a a scrambled egg mess. And now it's like an omelet. And so sometimes there's a mess, but it's like, are you sure you weren't just being a very emotional woman? Are you, aren't you interested? I was probably being a crazy oh. woman. Maybe it's just because you're a woman. But at least, you know, at least my hair was pretty. And why yes. was that, Jess? Why do you think Because you was? used function of beauty, Nikki. Woo! That's it. Yeah. I, I remember now. This is my favorite shampoo. I've talked about it a million times. This it's is so my, um, I, I've finally almost ran out of this one before I did. I ordered another one. Hell oh, yeah. And then this is the conditioner that I have. Um, if you guys haven't heard, Function of Beauty is like our favorite shampoo and conditioner. Um, one size fits all may work for your accessories, but when it comes to your hair, we need something a little different. So Function of Beauty will create any type of shampoo basically that you need based on your hair needs. It's very customizable. It's super simple. You go online, you take a really quick quiz, you just say like what your problem areas are and they create a custom uh, shampoo and conditioner for you, custom all the way down to the, the scent and the color of it. Um, I get purple. It puts because, your name on it. Yeah. And it puts your name yeah. on it. Um, I wonder if I can get this close to the- What scent did you get? Can you see it? It says function well, of Jessica. Yeah, it Jessica. might be blurry, but- um, so oh, it's I got Jessica. Not yes, Jessica. Mm-hmm. This time I didn't get a scent in the shampoo, but I got a scent in the conditioner. This time I got the peach one. Mm. Um, but I think I'm gonna try the what is it? The mint or yeah, the like minty eucal- one, right? Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. I'm gonna try that one next. I'm gonna just gonna try all of them. I'm gonna keep the same formula for my hair because it's it's actually helping my bleached hair to survive. But I'm just gonna change the scent each time and, and see which one I like the best. I just got lavender. I had eucalyptus and it was amazing and it made your hair head feel all tingly and stuff. Yeah. And then um, now I just got lavender and they're both relaxing. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I wanted you to put one. the bottle up to the camera and I wanted to smell it, but it doesn't work. Like that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, also guys, their formulas are vegan and cruelty free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Um, this is the internet's top rated hair care brand with over 40,000 five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash big mood to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. That is go to uh, functionofbeauty.com slash big mood for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That is functionofbeauty.com slash big mood. I actually used our 20% code myself recently. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yep. I didn't that do money. that. I, I should have. I don't know why I forgot to <laughs> use the code. I paid full price for my second. <laughs> You're stupid. Do you rant? <laughs> Definitely use the discount code. Um, yeah. And also along with all the things I would tell my younger self would be to be healthy and, and incorporate healthy habits into your life. And Noom is an app that that helps you uh, not only lose weight or help you hit those goals or whatever your health goals might be, but also the psychological aspect of forming healthy habits. And what I really like is everyone has different goals. And so this is also not a one size fits all like your hair. It you Everyone has different goals. Everyone has different body types. Everyone has different health issues. And so you put all that in, you're assigned a goal specialist and you're matched up with a community of numerous. So there's always support and people going through the same things as you are. You can really just like relate to other people. Um, you have you put in your specific goals you want to achieve or or if you have achieved with Noom, um, like physically eating better to feel better, psychologically feeling good about your choices or improved sense of self-worth um, or social. I didn't even think about this one, but a lot of a lot of times um, because I get kind of a little bit of anxiety when I go into a social situation, I found that I would reach for whatever snacks were there or or drinks or whatever. And I would just be glued to that all night. I felt like I had to have something that I was mm-hmm. putting into my mouth all night. And um, Noom helps you break habits it's like that because you identify like what is causing that behavior. Um, so it's really cool. Um, you're assigned with a specialist uh, and it Noom doesn't demand much of your time. They only ask for 10 minutes a day. Super easy. Um, there's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. So sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash big mood. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash Big Mood to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Big Mood. Big Mood. Yeah. Yay. All right. So we went over love. We went over money. We went over beauty. Oh, wait. Going back to love, though. Oh, yeah. Going back to love. I wanted wanted to tell my younger self. We need to school these younger selves in love. (sighs) Oh, my beautiful <laughs> Tiffany, you were so delicate, you beautiful flower. Oh, I wish I could tell you this, but um, for me, like, per, like I had, and we talked about like my insecurities and stuff in, in the last episode and like why they happened. Um, but the one advice I wish I could tell myself is like, don't doubt that you're strong enough to be alone. I really felt like I was too weak and I needed to be in a relationship in order to survive or something. And, and I really, I actually got this like, like subconsciously ingrained in me through women in my family. A lot of women just stayed in relationships they didn't want to be in. And I just put up with a lot of abuse or whatever it was because they felt like that was their only choice. And so I think like for a few of my early relationships, that's the same mentality that I had where I was just like, well, this is just the way it is. I guess I got to put up with it. And I wish I could just tell myself like, no girl, you're fucking strong. You are beautiful. You just got to focus on yourself and like internally love yourself and know that you can make it on your own no matter what. So yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's something I forgot about. Um, like, cause I would think I would still do every single relationship, but some of them I definitely dragged out longer than I needed to. I think that fear of being alone or the in-between will make you drag things out longer, but also at the same note, um, dragging something out super long and, and like taking a relationship an extra two or three years beyond what you really should have been in it. It kind of also helps to like, to learn a little bit about yourself and like what you really don't want 
when you are alone and things like that. So it's really hard. Yeah, a lot of people have the fears of like, um, especially the longer it gets, it's like, well, I already spent this much time, you know, I don't want to start over because it's like you felt like you invested so much time already. But if it's not working, it's not working and it's not going to get like better if just by depositing more time in the bank. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you have to respect and, your own time. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And a lot of people I'm surprised um, don't give themselves that uh, that like time to be alone and like really discover who they are. And, you know, taking your experience um, from whatever relationship you just went through like you need to sometimes you just need to process that and like discover like what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, like have some assessment about it. Know like where you stand and um, what your boundaries are. And it definitely makes you much stronger and mm-hmm. um, knowing what you do want in your next relationship. There's a there's a. There's a part to that too. Um, I think like when I would be in a relationship and I would maybe um, try to be trying to get out of it and I would maybe kind of go out to a bar or to a club or something when I was younger and I would kind of look around and be like, oh, could I date anyone else? Like just trying to see what's out there to kind of give me the motivation to leave and I wouldn't find anything right away. So I would stay, right? I'm like, well, there's nothing better out there. Um, but also one thing that I didn't really realize is when you're young, your life experience is this short. So like you basically go off of like just a tiny bit of experience to make your judgment call. But now after dating, so for two decades now, um, I, I know that like there is another person that I can get close to or closer to than this current guy. Cause I used to think like, I'll never like have as much in common with someone as yeah. with this person. Um, but it's like you, you date more and more people and you realize you can have like, even better connections are done or guys will treat you better. Um, it's not just like, Oh, this one guy happens to be really great, but you're only 22. He's not the only one, but it feels like he's the only one. Mm-hmm. So you just like, won't leave. But. Or you get scared because like, you're like, well, who would, who is even better? And in right. your current life, you're like, I don't see anybody yeah. better. But there um, is better. People, yeah. for me, kind of through breakups, like, you're on through a breakup and you're just like, oh my God, it's the best person ever. I'm like, I always tell him like, if you think this one's good, imagine how fucking great it would be when you find the actual one that's meant for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's just. The one you, that doesn't make you long for anything else. Mm-hmm, like there's exactly. no area where you're like, I long for exactly. this to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and there's yeah, like, like 7 billion home. people in the world. You're, you're going to be fine. True. It just sucks no matter the what, there's options. There's options. It's a, yeah. It just sucks at the moment. You'll be fine. No, for me, I stayed in, in a lot of relationships, not mean, not because I felt like that person was like it for me. It was actually because I felt like I, I kind of got trapped in like commitment with like his family or with my family and like whatever expectations were laid out where it's like, oh, you know, you guys are an item and that's just what it is. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, how do I get out of this now? shit <laughs> i feel you how, the scariest relationship um i ever left was a five-year one where i felt like really close to his family and like all that was intertwined and he was a good guy like he tra- treated me nice so i felt like sort of i felt like an asshole for leaving but i just didn't feel any passion like at all and and for me, I was like, man, I'm, am I ever going to find anyone that gets me the way that he gets me and makes me feel comfortable and safe and like is nice because there's a lot of fucking dicks out there. And I don't like I'm I, I got scared. But, you know, something did just didn't feel right. I couldn't picture spending the next, you know, 60 years with him or whatever it is like. Mm-hmm. And if at the end of the day, if getting married is spending the rest of your life with somebody I just didn't see myself being happy settling on that. And that was the scariest one because it's like, there's nothing wrong there. (laughs) And I like this family and it's all comfortable, but yeah, yeah, I would tell my younger self, do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Do it. And also move on. And also if another piece of advice is if you're getting mixed signals, then just take it as a no. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like especially mm-hmm. early in dating, like if the guy's not kind of showing up consistently, it's like, ooh. Unless you're Steve and you fell asleep. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was I told him straight up I'm detaching because I fell hard right away and so did he. Like we on our first date, we both were like I'm going to marry this person. But Aww. then little things happened where like 
yeah, he fell asleep when he said he was on his way over to my house. And I ne never heard from him the rest of the night, couldn't get a hold of him. And I was like, this motherfucker just stood me up. I thought I was in love. And then I just got stood up. And I told him I was, I think communication's also a big key yeah. in relationships. But like, I didn't hold that grudge. I don't like holding grudges. I like to just nip things in the bud. But I told him, hey, I was really developing strong feelings for you. And if this is how you're going to be, then I need to detach because I can't be putting my 100% out there and then only getting 50% back. Mm -hmm. And he fucking shaped up immediately he was like that Aww, was a mistake i would yeah. never do that again like he was very he was on it he never never happened again and that's mm. how you build trust is like if someone tells you that was a mistake and you give them that trust and then they never break it again then you're like okay you're to be trusted and that's how that yeah. builds yeah actions so mm -hmm. yeah when it comes down to stuff like that like if you ever sit there and like oh like i don't know if he likes me or not he does this but he also does this and like don't get too attached and just kind of take it as a no and most of the time, if you take it as a no and start treating him in that way, they come crawling back. <laughs> yeah, they start chasing when you, like, stop giving a shit. It's so but that's why you have to set that uh, boundary. You have to put the line in the sand and say, this is where I'm I'm bringing the table, Gina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm building this table. Like a lot I'm bringing of guys this table. seem to have this idea where it's like, at least in my experience, I'm, I hope it's not the truth all across the board. But in my experience, a lot of guys seem to have the idea, like the shittier you treat a girl, the more likely she's going to be with you or stay with you. And I'm like, fuck. Some guys, some immature guys ass. That. When yeah. you're young. Some, some yeah. little bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh That's God. like, that gets young girls, young, young and experienced girls. But once you start reaching like the older, more experienced, if you yeah, women don't have time that for that. Them, yeah. If you just women, like there's, like more experienced women, they're just not gonna fucking put up with that. Like, dude, are you kidding me? And it's I, I remember hearing, I think it was my mom that told me that said, um, um, women fuck who they want, men fuck who they can. So <laughs> women true. have a lot of options. Yeah, so we actually do. We have like so yeah. many, but it's like, oh, there's not a lot yeah. of great options. <laughs> <laughs> so if you start treating them like that, they're not really gonna deal with they're not going to put up with it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah. about what you want, you know, and um, the timing of two people knowing what they want and finding each other. Yeah. If they really um, want to be with you, they'll be, but they'll I feel be, the same way with friends. Right. Don't you? Um, cause I feel oh, like yeah. when I was younger, I was so bummed. I didn't have a group of friends. Um, and I, and I totally relate to that still, but, um, where I'm like, I'm glad I did find a group of friends, but, um, at that time, you know, I was like, man, I really want friends. And I feel like I would have been friends with anybody and instead of like the people that I that really mean something or that I feel mm -hmm. like fit my same values mm -hmm. and and goals and beliefs and all that stuff. And so I think I'm actually more grateful that I didn't have that that group of friends yet, because some of the people I see um, that did have like that group of friends, they they're trying to grow and like their group of friends isn't growing with them. And it kind of they're kind of like crabs in a bucket. And they pull each yeah. other down. And yeah. um, that's like and that they, small town mentality kind of yeah. happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And they almost feel obligated to their old friends just because they've been friends for so long and they mm -hmm. can't have conversations with them. They can't say talk about certain Dude, things. Dude, I relate. Like, I'm literally one of those people for sure. Like, I have mm. a friend that I've known my entire life and is just like, ah, we, grow, we grew apart. And it's just really hard because you have that, like, loyalty of, like, yeah. seeing I guess or whatever like you know of length of time that we've known each other and how much we've been through with each other but in the end it's like we're not really like the best for each other it's very interesting because then like I'll meet new friends or I'll date someone and then I always hear them say something like oh you know like, like I'll meet a friend they'll be like oh yeah you know he's cool but like he does his thing and rules over and he's like kind of dickish and he's kind of rude he talks shit about all of us and I'm hearing these things <laughs> on the outside I'm just like why are you still friends with this person, you know? But she's like, well, you know, we've been friends with them for so long. I just like, no, dude, that, I, don't, I don't think that really matters. Like if I was friends with someone for like a decade and I found out they were a raging homophobe or a racist, I'm not going to stick around just because we've been together for so long. I'm going to call you on your shit and not be friends with you anymore, you know? 
Right, exactly. And I think, um, I don't know about you, Gina, but I feel like I only developed that from like kind of being alone and getting to know myself and where what I'm willing to put up with and not willing to put up with and, you know, where I set that bar. And I that comes with a little bit of experience of dealing with people and dealing with different friendships and having to break up with certain friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, ultimately, I feel like, you know, knowing that first and then finding your circle helps, you know, keep quality friends yeah true for sure i mean i i mean i had friends that i thought were like in my early 20s like oh yeah we're gonna be in each other's weddings we're gonna grow old together yeah. and yell at children on our lawn and then after yeah. a couple of years you kind of like grow apart and you realize like oh you know like this isn't what i want in a friendship anymore you know mm-hmm. and that's okay like it doesn't have to buy out like in a shitty way you just amicably amicably kind of go your own way yeah, and then I think like throughout the years, I've also learned that um, like a small group of close friends is way better than a fucking huge group of. Mm-hmm. I'd rather know you three ninety percent than know like twenty different girls in a huge group. Maybe like twenty percent or like fifty percent. Yeah. yeah, like sometimes I look at people's wedding photos. Like, how the fuck do you have sixteen bridesmaids? <laughs> and you know, half of those girls, like during the bachelorette party, other. were talking shit. They were yeah. like not getting. They were fucking being cat- catty or whatever. Like, yeah, you know. it's like how is that? I don't. I never understood that. Were you guys ever that that type of person to have like big groups of friends and stuff? Mm-mm. No, I mean oh. even the like so at our wedding, um, like none of you were there, and that sucks because we didn't at that know each time, other. Then. I felt like uh, you know we didn't have a big Close. group of friends either, but we yeah. had like a large group of acquaintances, and then um, we had like we could only invite. I had 90 people in my family and then Steve had 30 people in his family. So that was already. Yeah. And so, so we only had a, a, like a friend list of like 20. So it was just people that we had seen in that, in that year and spent the most time with. Um, But yeah, like there's a lot of people that I feel like I didn't develop that circle, that tight circle of friends until um, after we got married and I wish that you guys would have been able to be there. If I, what, that's one regret. Like if I could go back to a uh, five years younger Nikki, I would be like, just invite everybody. Cause like there, I knew you guys. I just did. Mm-hmm. We just hadn't like hung, hung out yet. Yeah. And, um, and there was a lot of people like that where like, I, I didn't know who to put on keep on the list and not and i was always told like oh you don't want it to get more than 150 people or else it gets fucking crazy and we're like well we don't have that much of a budget or whatever but there ended up being so much more extra seats and there was like buffet style so there was extra food and Mm. i'm just like fuck it i wish i had invited everybody i wanted to be there yeah yeah it was it would have been it would have been fun i mean it was still fun but it would (laughs) have been fun to have you guys in the pictures (laughs) and memories and stuff I know. Wait, I, I, yeah, I didn't know you as well back then. Yeah. It was like, like yeah. right before. It was like right the before. year before mm-hmm. like we got really tight with JK. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, like for yeah. me, uh, my adulthood is actually the, the most amount of friends that I would say like I would consider like, oh, yeah, this is, this is my group, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like growing up, it was just like me and two other girls and a shit ton of acquaintances, but not really like super super tight kind of kind of stuff i think that's why people like pay to be in a sorority and stuff like because they like just really want to have their group and they just don't already have it and they want to make sure they get it yeah yeah i never i never understood the sorority life i can't i think i I think it would stress me out too much just being around that many people you know what you can do though if you're so stressed what? And you want to talk to somebody? Yeah. You want to talk to somebody? Imagine you're in your sorority and you just fucking hate Becky, right? <laughs> Who do you want to talk to? I knew you were going to say Becky. <laughs> I was about to say Jess, Jessica. And I was like, what? wait, I know a Jessica. Never mind. No one ever uses Jessica as the annoying girl's name, right? I, it's like Brittany. No, Brit- Brittany's Jess- a Because no, the way you say it, it's just like, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. Oh, Jessica. But if you guys are stressed out, if you guys have to have something going on in your life and you just Jessica. want to talk to somebody about it, let me tell you about Talkspace. So uh, Talkspace is a mobile like therapy app. Um, talking helps. Everyone knows that. It's an online therapy app that is here to help you to do just that. 
So what you do is you go in, you um, take a little quiz, like, okay, what do you want to work on? You know, what do you want out of this? Do you have a history of this, this, and this? Very simple quiz. And they match you with a bunch of therapists, licensed therapists, real ones. And then you choose which one you want to talk to. And it shows all of their credentials and everything too, how long they've been practicing, what's like, what schools you went to, you know, and you can get the support that you need on whatever schedule works for you because your therapist is there 24 seven on your phone or your computer. And you'll hear back daily. A lot of times they check their phone quite a few times a day to respond to you. Um, it's also really, really affordable. One month on Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single in-person therapy session. So that's one month of messaging them whenever you want. And they talk to you every day back. And that's like way awesome because I remember when I started this, I was broke as shit. Um, <laughs> but with Talkspace, you know, you can send them unlimited messages. Um, that means you never have to wait to share what's on your mind. Talkspace therapists have experienced treating depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, relationship issues, food and eating or food and eating, and much more. Uh, Talkspace is secure and private using the latest encryption technology to store client information. Uh, it's also not only through text. Some of, some people really like to have face-to-face -face contact. You can also video chat with them. You can do um, voice chat with them, too, if you don't want to type. Um, so if you guys are one of those people, you can definitely call and talk to them in person um, whenever you need. We all need to talk sometimes, and Talkspace gives us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. Match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app. Use promo code MOOD to get $100 off your first month and help support the show. That's $100 Talkspace. off? $100. That's a, lot. That's a lot of doll hairs. Dang. That's a lot of doll hairs. I personally use our code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, once again, Talkspace.com, promo code mood for a hundred dollars off your first month that's right and if you care about your appearance like i do I you do. should check out candid co which is clear aligners delivered straight to your door and so the cad candid treatment includes remote remote monitoring by your orthodontist throughout your entire treatment so you never have to wonder where you are in your treatment and if you have a special event coming up the average treatment length with Candid Co is just six months. So you'll start seeing results way before then. And so you can get your beautiful straight teeth and all in the comfort of your own home because they deliver these clear aligners. Uh, and so it's also a fraction of the cost. It's significantly more um, affordable than if you would be going to an orthodontist in person, especially with times like these, like, you know, all this like, Stuff happening in the world is just a lot more difficult and a lot more complicated for you to actually go in person to see your orthodontist. So Candid Co. is a great alternative to that. So are you ready to take the first step towards straighter teeth? For a limited time, you can get started with $75 off by using code MOOD, that's M-O-O-D, at CandidCo.com slash MOOD. That's CandidCo dot com slash mood. mood use code mood for $75 off candidco.com slash mood code mood. mood get that beautiful luscious straight smile mood. oh yeah that's something i would say is fucking floss um <laughs> i got so many cavities they were so oh, expensive no. like because when i'm a kid and i get cavities like my parents are i'm on their insurance i don't worry about the bills or whatever mm -hmm. but then like when you're an adult and then you you have to pay for your own shit oh yeah cavity fillings are so expensive and i always got them in between my teeth because i just didn't floss oh, and then i, I like made it flossing sucks. a like a must like it's a non-negotiable i have to floss morning and night um and i haven't gotten cavities since yeah I started nice. like 10 years ago That's one thing i would tell younger mates to take care of your fucking teeth and where are your retainers you dumb bitch oh yeah you stupid <laughs> bitch after paying for that <laughs> seriously yeah. one thing so that dumb. um i have done consistently since I was younger that I would say that I'm proud that I have done and I would tell my younger self to make sure to stay even though she did it already so I don't think she needs this advice but anyway 
to tell my younger self or or encourage anyone else to start working out, get into fitness in your early teens and high school if possible, or at start as soon as possible. Because I barely even really have to work out now, and my body is fucking stays amazing. Because Dang, I flex, built, flex, flex. I built such a um, like a I don't know, just like the musculoskeletal system that I've built and maintained throughout this whole time. Like I can, I can lose weight super easy now. Um, like when I go to the gym, it's not like this whole thing. So like if you can in your teens or in your twenties, like start working out, start lifting weights, females too, start lifting weights, like just get in the gym and stay forever, make it a lifestyle. You will think that's so true. I would tell my younger self, like, bitch, get over yourself. It's not fucking weird. For some reason, I felt like working out was embarrassing. Where did I get this? Embarrassing. You think that people are watching you. Maybe, maybe it was. That's why I'm like, get over yourself, girl. Cause I really felt like even now it's kind of like, it's, it's lessened a lot, but still, I still have like the underlining like weirdness about it. Like if I'm working out at home, like I can't have like Casey nearby or I don't know, I have oh, to be alone. I can yeah. do like classes because then for some reason I feel okay that everyone else around me is doing the same thing. But mm. when I was really young, like in PE and stuff, you know what, maybe it was like, like ingrained in me that like working out was lame because during PE classes, like whoever was actually doing the exercises in my school, we like, they would get made fun of like, <laughs> so maybe that's where it that's came from. So it's just, funny. Wait, so you yeah. weren't in any, you weren't in any sports in high school, right? Cause like, no, if you were I in sports, sport. like you were cool if you were actually doing well at the sport, but I guess it's like the people that didn't take actual sports that were just like stuck in PE, they're all yeah. like, I'm too cool to play sports. Mm-hmm. It really was like, even if like, you know how we have to like run the mile or whatever, I, mm-hmm. everyone, literally everyone would be walking and whoever was actually running the mile, they'd be like loser and all this stuff. Like they would get, <laughs> that makes like, no sense to kids are such assholes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kids are like, weird because like they'll find just random things to make fun of people for. Like, I oh, know. you have a regular pencil. Mm, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Think so about it. Just like shut the fuck up, dude. With exercise, Seriously. I was like, I was one of those people at the mile that would always like either skip the mile or I would like just walk like the slowest Same. pace ever. But Same. then senior year, after I got fucking dumped two weeks before prom, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna work out like a motherfucker. I'm gonna be in the gym every day. I'm gonna get so hot and I got obsessed with nutrition and with working out to the point of like everything needed to be perfect and like I I was overdoing it like way overdoing I was like in the gym like two hours a day eating fucking just like tofu and broccoli and like that's it and like because I needed like high protein no carbs zero carbs and um yeah uh I got like I got to the point where um like I would I was only do strength training because I was I had read about like how muscle burns more than fat and like I gotta build muscle and all that stuff. And I got to the point where like it deeply ingrained in me that walking didn't count. Um low oh, intensity wow. like low intensity exercises didn't count. And so um like when when I didn't have time to do a full workout and I was like, oh, I should just go on a walk, I'd be like, that doesn't count. I might as well do nothing. And so I just didn't I didn't even walk or anything. You just when, have this like very unhealthy association with not only working out, but nutrition as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Immediately, like immediately you just like got really obsessive and, and like overboard. Yeah. And I didn't mm-hmm. get better until last year when I was um, healing my gut health with SIBO that oh, I actually- Oh, so this whole time wow. you've had- The whole time. Oh, I, wow. I, would, I didn't like, know that. Yeah. I was doing workout programs and I would like hit it hard. I was going to Barry's boot camp. I'd m- maybe sometimes double up and go to cardio bar. Like it had to be oh. high intensity workouts or nothing. So I was very wow. hot or cold with that because I felt like if it wasn't if I wasn't doing a hundred percent, then I might as well be doing zero percent because it That's never, never, never true. I know. And it, it just got it have. just got really like ingrained yeah. in me, just perfectionist wise. And um yeah, and then when I actually saw a nutritionist, she's like, You're stressing yourself out so much. Yeah, you're which doing makes the opposite. Sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually gained weight when I was trying when I was doing all of that to like yeah. lose weight for my <laughs> yeah. wedding dress and stuff. I actually gained weight yeah. and like probably enhanced those um, gut health problems that were already there because the stress did not help. And it's really bad for your digestive system if you're 
constantly stressed yeah. out. Yeah, like, it's ooh, a marathon, so. not a sprint. It's literally yeah. a lifestyle. It sounds so <laughs> ridiculous, um, but when it, it really is a lifestyle. But you don't have to be that. Like that doesn't have to be your personality. So for people that are like, well, I don't want to be like all those fitness assholes, you know, no. like you don't have to be that. I'm not that. Like I'm, you never see me post about fitness stuff. I like once, uh, you know, in the past year, yeah. really, but like, I've always worked out. I've worked out since very, very young. And, um, you know, even going for a walk around the neighborhood, get a dog that like make that force you to, to stay fit. You know, we all have cats, girl. In Just a healthy way. <laughs> I, know, I know you're all cat, cat ladies. And that's why we were all like, yeah, we'll skip the mile. Cause we're like, yeah, cats. yeah. <laughs> Let's just take a like, cat nap. <laughs> we don't need to walk. <laughs> I wish I got into that fitness kick. Like there's some people who just suddenly add know they're like, it's my life now. I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. See, that's you know what, thing, Gina, for us, <laughs> for me and you, it kind of like, it's not all bad because we danced a lot when we were younger. We did so dance that's a lot. Exercising. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, true. Any, any form of, true. of exercise is healthy. It doesn't have to be that just the true. gym. My cardio was so good back then. I, I still have the legs from dancing too. Thank God. But yeah. I really, yeah. I, should I guess I didn't lifting. count that either because I was a dancer from age four mm. to 24. Yeah, um, dude. But I just didn't, yeah, I didn't count it because it was like exercise has to be hard and mm. it has to be like you have to feel a burn and you have to like feel like you're like a hardcore aerobic you, you have to hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. that's the opposite. Yeah, you're not I know. To hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, yeah. it's like you didn't do anything if, you, if yeah. it was fun. <laughs> so we're talking to oh. last year, Nikki, actually, not even. Yeah. Our younger that's when it started was like 18 20 years old that's yeah. when this mentality started so if i could go back i'd be like hey just fucking don't <laughs> like just don't that. yeah don't fucking obsess <laughs> and be, be psycho happy. about it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and then and then that like leads into like mental health wise and and spirituality wise i just feel like uh like fucking rest is what i would tell myself because mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like it has to be all or nothing. Like I burn myself up, burn the candle at both ends or I won't even light the candle. (laughs) And and you could have like balance, you know, like you can schedule rest and then schedule work. Like you don't have to give up all luxuries just because you need (gasps) to get work done. Right. I have a, I have a funny question. Since we're talking about. Yeah. I had an epiphany. epiphany. Yeah. You had an epiphany. Epiphany, epiphany. Epiphany, how cute. I love that. <laughs> okay, so you know how we're talking about like giving advice to our younger selves? What's like a sex related advice that you like that you wish you knew, but you oh just did gosh. all wrong? Don't you were, let me tell you. Oh my gosh. Sure, okay, so fucking. So, like Asian people, we never have a talk. Um, and they're not very well educated when it comes to sex health. Like my stepmom at the time, my previous stepmom thought that the way to clean your vagina is to literally mix warm water in a giant bowl, like a giant, the plastic one that the Asian people use, um, pour like the douche solution in there and then just sit in it. Wait, to just dilute it even more? Yeah. She was okay. fucking stupid. And that's why they're not married anymore. But anyways, so and just sit wait, in what's there. douche solution? What is, never it's like vinegar. It's like very diluted it, vinegar or something. Yeah, you're never know. supposed to douche, period. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. so bad for you. She thought bacteria in there. Yeah, so she figured it would be clean and just like put it in warm water and just sit in there. And I never understood like why am I fucking sitting in this? It's so wild. Also, like what like you're literally just like it's not gonna go in. Is and it? I was like eight years old. Oh, oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Fuck. Eight-year-olds don't need to clean out their vagina too. Exactly. Like, like Asian people are very like, oh, you know, vaginas are very like, it's like it's like a weird sacred thing. But also, if you're on your period, don't walk in front of the Buddhist shrine because that's, I don't know, like they're fucking weird about women's. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, women's anatomy. Um, so like I was never taught any of that growing up. Like you know, like you will get bacterial infections, you'll get yeast infections from like. Um, cause I used to take a lot of baths when I was younger, like in my teenage years or like, um, using the wrong soap. Like I used to use like shampoo to clean, you know? And yeah. then like, and there, you never taught any of these things. And then like for the longest time I thought, Oh, vagina is just supposed to smell like that. And you just have a lot of discharge. Mm-hmm. And it was like for mm-hmm. a long, long oh, time for no, like years. Yeah. And I thought that was just normal until yeah. I got old enough to like take myself to the doctor to get everything checked out. Um, I got on like birth control 
And then when I went and they ex- like they gave me an exam examination, um, they were like, "Bro, that's like a bacterial infection. Like, have you yeah. been not drinking water? Oh Are you wearing underwear that's too tight for you or something?" I'm like. Oh, I don't know. Like, dude, thank good. God the girls have the internet now. Like, we didn't really yeah. have like anyone to just straight up ask. Like, I don't yeah. know. Now that you could just Google anything, like, is it normal that my vagina is leaking this much? Right. <laughs> yeah. So then they gave me medication, and then when it was all cleared up, I was like, oh, having this a vagina is, is not so better. bad. Yeah. yeah, this is way better. <laughs> like, this Gina. is crazy. Yeah, you, you actually unlocked a memory because I yeah. had vagina problems when I was a kid. Um, and I had no idea, like randomly it would just hurt really bad. And, um, hell? yeah. And, uh, it like, we couldn't figure out what it was. Like my mom thought it maybe it was a yeast infection. And like, we went to the doctor and, um, he basically had me take acidophilus, which is like, um, a probiotic. I remember and that. so like, cause I remember having to learn the word acidophilus and also <laughs> it tasted nasty and the I word never acid wanted to take it. Acid. Acid in your acidophilus. Acidophilus. um yeah and then uh it ended up being something with uh or at least i don't know if this was it but when we stopped doing it um it the problems seemed to go away but um the fragrance in uh Mm -hmm. in soaps and stuff for me Mm -hmm. i guess i just had a really sensitive vagina and like it didn't like when I had the like fragranted soap. And so after we stopped using that and like, it was just more natural soap and I was taking my acidophilus, um, it went away, but yeah, that, there was a whole chunk of my childhood where like my vagina oh, would man. randomly hurt. And my I mom didn't have thought any that maybe vagina I got like when I was a kid. abused <laughs> or something. She yeah. was like, always questioning me. She's like, did anyone touch you? Yeah, like, that and I didn't know what shit. she was talking about. Cause I was yeah. really young and like, we hadn't had any, of those talks yet and so yeah. i was like no like who would touch me there like that's crazy yeah um yeah Dude, for I me it was a constipation i had constipation problems as a kid and i didn't know what it was and then like i literally lived through just pain for so long what does that feel like it, was, it just feels like a like a ball in your intestine and it, it just like it cramps and it hurts and like i would always just be like mom my stomach hurts and then for some reason also i was just so embarrassed to even talk about poop and so like <laughs> i remember my mom would be like have you pooped and i'm like oh my god no like just like i don't yeah. poop and i don't work out no. stop yeah. like don't work out that. and i don't poop <laughs> It's like mom, oh my god, like we're just like eating straight Cheetos. Like, why couldn't you poop? (laughs) Dude, I don't know, but I was literally constipated for a good chunk of my childhood. Like I was so stressed about being embarrassed. Yeah, I was always so stressed. And then like and then um yeah, and then like I was always so afraid to like poop in the house when anyone was around. Like I had some weird problems. Weird. Yeah. Like psychological issues. I don't know where that that for sure I don't know where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dude, one weird. thing I would tell my younger self, my 20-ish self, is to wear condoms with every single guy because I got chlamydia in college and <gasps> that was not fun. Dang, yeah. what happens oh, when you shit. get chlamydia? Yeah, what happens? It's like it's basically the same thing as having like a bacterial infection. So if you've ever had like BV or whatever, it's kind of feels the same it's just like some fucking nasty shit comes out and it's kind of painful mm-hmm. um nasty but shit comes out i mean yeah like like uh whatever white shit or whatever mm-hmm. yellow shit is oh. charge yeah like yeah like a yeast infection yeah but well but but it smells when oh. it's a Ooh. when it's bacteria it smells yeah mm-hmm. oh, yeast infection usually doesn't so but yeah like dude i fuck man yeah use condoms girls yeah, and boys. yeah. girls Even and boys like, using condoms, <laughs> use condoms um i got hpv which there's so many there's a hundred strands of hpv so it doesn't automatic uh, i said this on a jk news and i was surprised at how many people were like ignorant about hpv and they well, were it's like because our generation didn't uh we didn't have the vaccine, the vaccine so like everyone yeah, yeah. everyone behind us has gotten the vaccine so it's like a non-factor anymore oh yeah. that makes sense because yeah. like our generation was like one in three was, we were like, the, the last generation to where like everyone yeah. fucking got it that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah and, but we i used a condom and it even i got it still um, yeah yeah because yeah. i guess well, it's it the same with herpes you just you can't stop yeah. even with condoms you can still get herpes so mm-hmm. that's crazy i never got checked for hpv oh really bro you Usually probably they, got they, it they everyone it. our age has it. yeah pretty much everybody <laughs> has it yeah 
I think some people, I guess every the younger time you generation. Get your STD text is part of it. STD oh. tests. Well, nothing well, ever like, showed up, so I guess I don't have Just so the younger no, generation I, knows, it doesn't yeah. automatically mean warts. Uh, no, like, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's like one really like of this, the strands. A squamous cell is weird, okay? Yeah, it, there's like zero symptoms. I've had it since I was 18. I've had zero symptoms. I, the yeah. only way I knew was because they, when they did the pap smear, they said I had pre-cancerous cells or something and then yeah it's scary as fuck you're like yeah. oh my yeah, god same with me that's what they said and i was Wait, like i'm gonna get gotten, cancer i've definitely gotten exams like often and i they nothing ever well, if your up. pap is if your pap is normal then you, you could just have, have one that's yeah. dormant and it, it lives it lives in your system or maybe you, i'm just better than all of you guys i'm just saying I'm just, probably you probably, probably not <laughs> like literally all that's the guys it. our age and all the girls our age have it yeah yeah. No, because um, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So every time you've gotten a CD checks and it's always negative or whatever, you've never gotten an abnormal Pap smear because that's when it popped up for me. Like they were like, "Oh, you have this like abnormality in your cer- cervix or whatever," and then I was like, mine "What? I'm gonna always, die?" Yeah, mine have always just been like BV or like slight, very slight yeast. I'm very, I'm very um prone to yeast infections because I drink like two drops of water a month. So yeah, girl, you need to drink it. some more water. Yeah, you need to lower that sugar intake and up that Stop water intake. Stop eating sugar. I don't eat sugar. She's drinking like soda. Sugar. <laughs> alcohol, sugar, alcohol. Mm-hmm. If anyone, you two motherfuckers should be concerned about alcohol. Yo, I get UTIs because I, <laughs> I don't get any of those. I, I got my first yeast infection this year. What? Dang. Nice. And on that yeah, note, thank sucks. you for tuning in to Big Bill. <laughs> thank you for any, listening to us talk about our party, vagina problems. Yeah. Wait, words? I still didn't get an answer. To Maybe what? that's for another episode. That was, yeah, that was all of our answers. Yeah. No, like no, the sex no, related I, advice. That was like, mine. It was. Oh, you mean like sexual acts? Because mine was like yeah. wicker oh. condoms. You gotta no, come back. Yeah, we'll, okay, so we have we'll have another episode about the sexual things we wish we would have yeah. learned. Yeah. My last parting advice is always be learning, always be curious. And, and don't have regrets. Don't, no regrets. No regrets. No the truth will set you free. Be nice to yourself. <laughs> yes. Love yourself. That's the only <laughs> advice. Regrets. Oh, yeah. Look at your shirt. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. You don't How did you get that? I want one. Well, we were, I was going through samples of, of stuff that we, uh, like, of merch, possible it. merch that Ooh. could come out. And this was one of the samples that was sent in. And then quarantine happened. And so I was like, oh, well, yeah. uh, have How cute. Have another merch, really? I guess oh, my gosh. I just had an idea. How cute would it be if we had, like, a merch website, but it breaks down by name, each of us? And each of us has designed a thing. Oh, oh that's cute. So, like, it'll be, like, totally something cute. Because we all have different like styles. Yeah, yeah. mine will just yeah. be all black. My first thought goes to, um, what if no one buys mine? It's okay. Aww. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Don't like mine. Someone's Aww. gonna buy the Nikki Limo Someone version. Will buy the Nikki one. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, buy it Nikki. I'll get my dad to buy one. <laughs> It'll be headphones that are like half one color and yeah, half, half another. Your <laughs> double headphones. Yeah. Also, and there's like a tag. There's like a tag on the inside that says. Please buy this or I will cry. (laughs) (laughs) Your purchase has saved a tear from falling out my eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) And then it says, thank you so much for saving my effort. So I don't have to deal with this. Love, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve is the one that doesn't want to deal with the blowback. He's all right. All the shirts. (laughs) Calm down, all of you. (laughs) All right. We got to go. Another thing, uh, we might be in the set pretty soon again, guys. Yeah. Look out for uh, maybe no more Zoom episodes. Maybe The world is starting to open soon. So we're going to be maybe possibly doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like your nails, Tiff. Who did your nails? I'm just kidding. It's probably <laughs> Vietnamese bitch. Me, I'm bitches. Know. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. It's been a bye. Bye.